Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. And now just a quick message from our sponsor of the day, Anchor by Spotify. Hi, friends. This is Marion Bailey from The Hip Senior. Have you ever wondered what it takes to have a podcast? Well, I'm here to tell you that Anchor.fm is one of the easiest ways to get started. You can have a podcast up and running in one day. Did you know that? You can talk about things in your past, things that are going to happen in the future, things about a business or a volunteer opportunity. There's all kinds of reasons and things that you can do with a podcast. And I'm here to let you know that using Anchor by Spotify is one of the easiest ways to make a podcast. Everything that you need to record a podcast, to edit it, and to get it listed in all the major podcast listening platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Everything's in one place. Simple to do. And oh, I forgot to mention, it's completely free. If you want more information about hosting a podcast or getting started, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now back to our podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Marianne Bailey, the Hip Senior Podcast host. And today we are here with Amber Griffiths with Your Brand by Design. Amber, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Marianne. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited that you're here. So claim your voice and share it loud with purpose. Tell us what that's all about. Oh my goodness. What a fabulous way to start this. I'm excited. Yes, yes, yes. For for me, it's all too often what I see with businesses is we forget to share everything that we are. We look around and see what the competition's doing. We see what the industry's doing. We think, oh, well, then that's how I should do this. And that's how I should sound. And that's how I should show up. And really... That's a pile of nonsense. The more we are able to tap into who we really truly are and what drives us and what we're passionate about, the better we're able to claim our unique voice. And then it's not just about getting loud, you know, posting 27 times on social media every day. It's not about just saturation like that. It's getting loud with purpose, making sure there's a point to what you're saying, making sure that everything you put out there, all of your content, all of your stuff actually becomes a brand asset and actually calls in those people who you are most excited about working with instead of the 20 bucks to hard way clients. So you really do get to claim your voice, step onto that path, that road to legend that is your own and get loud with purpose and celebrate even louder than that. So that's what I get to do every day. (laughs) That is so incredibly awesome. So 50 and 55 year olds, let's talk about that for a minute. What where, where do you fit into in, into that model? Because I know that a lot of 50 and 55 year olds are busy, um, you know, if they're at the stage of retiring because they've been somewhere for 30 years, right? Maybe they started when they were 20 years old, 18 years old. So, you know, 30 years later, that's, that's 50 something, right? Uh, so they're at the point where maybe they can retire and they want to start a business that they've dreamt of all their life of doing. Maybe it's a a hobby created into a business that they want to do or, you know, what they wanted to be when they were five years old. You know, we all have these dreams that, you know, uh, Dan Miller with um, 48 Days to the Work You Love, he says, 
you know, when you're looking for what you want to do in life, think back to when you were a child and say, what, you know, where, what, what did I say that I wanted to be when I was a kid? Does that, was that kind of like just, oh, I just wanted to do that? Or was that really real, true what you wanted to be able to do throughout your life? But then you kind of got involved with, uh, maybe you got married, you had kids and, and being right. a drummer in a band wasn't realistic anymore. <laughs> yeah, there there are absolutely those inner musicians within, I think, each of us. And, and it's really tricky to go from the garage band to the ones that are having sellout stadiums, right? And I, you tapped into something that's absolutely key to this is that by the time you're 50, 55, you're thinking, okay, what do I really want to do when I grow up? What do I really get to do with, with the rest of what I have here, because there are those who want to retire. Fabulous. What does that look like then? And is that part-time? Is that full-time? And yes, absolutely. Why not tap into a passion project instead? There's so often, I know the first, oh, I don't know, maybe 12 years of my corporate world, it, I liked what I did and I liked the people, but there were so few choices that were mine that I thought there's got to be more. There's, oh my goodness, there's got to be more. And so that really was like, what drove me into that? And so sometimes it's not about changing everything that you do. It's about changing the way you do it. It's about changing the delivery mechanism, changing the people that you surround yourself by. So it's, what did you want to do as a kid? And then how does that make sense in a business? How does that, how can you do that? And really that does tap into that full expression of your persona. What lights me up? Why? And, and not just what it is, but how does delivering that light me up? If you like to write, then don't worry too much about doing video and vice versa. If you're really, really great at video and that makes you really super comfy, then don't spend a lot of time trying to write a blog, right? Like to find the delivery mechanism that also keeps you at that highest happiness level, that highest fulfillment level and, and do that. But do it for me, when especially on that road to legend, it is all about doing things your way. And if you get to that point where you're 50, 55, I don't know. I'm almost there. And I'm thinking, I deserve that. Why not do it the way I want to do? Why, why am I following someone else's path and somebody else's rule book when I get to do it my way and share my voice the best way I know how? So that's really what it is about is creating that brand and creating that persona that allows you to do that. You know, I'll tell you a secret that I don't think I've ever told anybody in my entire life. Ooh. Yeah. So when I was 18, after I graduated from high school, um, I, one of my first things was I took, started taking some classes at the community college and decided that just kind of wasn't my thing. I took a computer course and, and they were teaching at such a level above, above me, if you can believe that. I was just kind of like, <laughs> no. <Long ago. laughs> yeah. And so I actually signed up at another college. I think it was Jones College in Jacksonville, Florida, and I wanted to be a radio host. Oh, wow. Never shared that with anybody, and I've kind of forgotten about it through the years. <laughs> and and well, you know what? I chickened out. I, I, I went through about uh, half that course, and I chickened out, and I stopped doing it. So I guess now me wanting to have a podcast is kind of my way of, of doing my own radio show in a way. Absolutely. So you see, this is not that far off. I mean, you could totally play songs in the middle of your podcast, but really it's, it's you. And I think part of it, Marianne, is, is tapping into why, what part of that was exciting to you. 
Was it talking to all the people? Was it playing the music? Was it being on the radio and having your voice heard? Like what part of that was so exciting? And keep doing that. (laughs) Yeah, all of it. If you go back to all my teachers in grade school through high school, I mean, I remember, I mean, so in grade school, I remember seventh or eighth grade, my science teacher, uh, Melanie Benson. So if you're listening, uh, shout out to you. Um, she, she called me ornery one time. Um, and I've kind of lived in that. I was like, what does that mean? She goes, look it up in the dictionary. And I said, well, how do you even begin to spell that? You know, I was just like, what, what is that? And it's so not a sight of, word. Yeah, I've kind of been on my own little track all my entire life. And then, you know, as I, as I got older and I have no idea where I was going with this thought, but just being, oh, but being it. So when I got into high school, um, I remember like I had to retake algebra one summer um, because I actually failed. I'm so not analytical at all. I failed an algebra class. I retook it that summer and Mrs. Ricks at Wolfson High School in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, kept every time I would talk during class because I nonstop talk. It seems like (laughs) even back then she would, she would, you know, virtually slap my wrist for it. And I would have to wash transparencies in the bathroom on breaks Oh my word. Uh, for talking. <laughs> so I was always being punished for that, for talking. And they, you know what? They really should have that. Like <laughs> talking, let's do something with your voice instead of telling you to shut up all the time. <laughs> so you now that I'm 50 years old, people have to, you know, they can't tell me to shut up anymore. <laughs> people are saying, please talk with me and help me grow my business. And that's what I'm doing. I love it. I love it. It really is that deeper reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. Is, you know, we joke about it, but so many of us were told to sit down and be quiet. So many of us were told to, not not your turn, sit down, let somebody else have a turn. Um, I remember I was told because I always had the stories and I had all the words. And I remember being told, okay, Amber, you have 30 seconds to tell that story. And so what happened is I wouldn't edit it. I just started speaking really, really quickly. So I joined the debate team in both high school and college, kicked butt across the country, (laughs) but it completely ruined my speech pattern for normal conversation because I thought, oh, Anybody who wants to listen, I, I have 30 seconds to get my, my story across. I have 30 seconds to be able to explain myself. And it's for stuff like that and things like, hey, be quiet. Hey, shut up. It's not your turn. That's part of this. Is That's the root of why some people don't dare be seen. They've been told to be quiet and what they have to say isn't worth listening to for so many years that it's just become this ingrained. And even if it's not a conscious thought, they just think, well, I'm going to just do my business at like a three because then nobody tells me to be quiet. That's what's safe. That's what's acceptable. When really you should be heard at a 10 and an 11 because that's what your story is worth. I mean, people need to hear you. They need to hear your story. They need to hear your voice. Amber, I love this. I I had no idea that our conversation was going to go this direction today. (laughs) And and I absolutely love it because here's the story about that. When I, um, I've always talked really fast and people were like, you've got to slow down. But (laughs) Now that you're bringing that, now that I'm thinking about it, people have always told me to shut up. So I felt like people w- didn't want to hear what I had to say. And so I would speak really fast so I could get that in before they told me to hush. Exactly. I was a sales rep for a European shoe company out of Portugal a couple of years ago. And I called uh, Macy's in New York City to talk to their buyers. And I got a hold of the receptionist, you know, the, the guard keeper who decides whether you're worthy or right. not. And And... <laughs> Someone in New York City told me that I spoke too fast. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. 
So the irony of that, first of all, and then second yes. of all, I almost wanted to tell her that she listened too slow. But oh, I that's a great response. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know that that helps sales, but yeah. it would feel good to say that, right? It would, it it would just would be have, like, then speed up. It, speed it up would have. Hearing. Yeah, you, um, <laughs> she, yeah, I, you, I, snow, you listen too slow, but I was like, okay, she's the guard keeper. She, and she wasn't like the kind that I could joke with. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe I won't do that. I'll just keep that as a story about that. <laughs> she's listening, then that was you. That was, that was really impressive because I was that kid who always had the right answer. Like I always had that snarky comeback and it took me years, like college before I thought you don't have to say everything that comes to your head. <laughs> yes. It's funny. And yes, it's super clever. It's not required. It's okay. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I and, but then that's my own censorship too. That, so <laughs> that's, I, I mean, but that's my level of my own censorship saying it doesn't need to be heard. And too often that spreads out into too many other things in our business, too many other things in our lives, too many other levels in our relationships. We don't save what is truly us because, well, it's it's not necessary. It's too snarky. It's not nice. It won't get me what I want. Yeah. You know, all those things. So getting back to the career stuff. When, oh, yes. <laughs> what we're, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so what you're saying is that if you take on a career in your 50s, that it doesn't have to be something boring just to bring in, in some extra money to actually go for what you love and go in it, go about it in a way that fits your personality and, and how you want to portray it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think that in a, if you could teach it to 20 and 30 year olds, I think that would be great. But truly by the time we're seniors and almost seniors, this is the time that we get to do this for us. If this is something that truly lights you up, why would you go and buy somebody else's box and try to squeeze into that and make it work for yourself? There's no right and wrong way to connect with clients. There's no right and wrong way to serve the people you are uniquely qualified to serve. Do it your way. That's the best. And the more clear you are about who you are and what you stand for and how you could serve your people, the easier it is for you to sort for those people who are perfect for you. This is one of those where I'm like, you've got to turn your persona up to 11 because then if somebody hears you speak, it becomes very, very easy for them to say, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I'm looking for. I'm in, I want everything she has. Or just as much of a win, they can instantly say, oh wow, she's not my people. Nope, I don't need her. What happens is we are, we dance on that vague line. We don't want to offend anybody. We don't want to turn anybody out. We don't want to turn anybody off. And yet that's exactly what you should be doing yeah. <laughs> is being so clear about who you are, that there are people who instantly choose in or out. It saves you so much time. Your persona is a fabulous sorter in your business. See, and I'm very black and white. People either like me and they love uh, working with me and doing that, or we just don't connect. And I, at that point, it's kind of like, you know, let's not do this let, yeah you know, because if, if people are uncomfortable with me then they're not going to have that connection and we're not going no. to work together easily and i have to, and i've it's taken me a long while to understand that um that i am very black and white when it comes to business relationships or relationships in general and yeah. um and it took me a long time for me to accept that yeah no to it's, to it's very say, common not everyone's gonna like me it's incredibly common, especially when you're just getting started. But I think there is something about 
it, that human nature of we want to be, we want, we're people pleasers. We want to be liked. I mean, everybody wants to be liked, right? And so we get into business and we think that means everybody has to like us and everybody has to want to work with us. And especially if we believe in our products and service, we could help everyone. And then really what the next level of that is, oh my gosh, why do you want to? Why? I don't want to serve everybody. I'm, I'm right there with you, Marianne. It took me years to go, you know, I am, I'm kind of an acquired taste. I'm exclusive. I am not for everybody. And that's okay. I'm really okay with that. It just makes it easier because if you had to work with people that you have to work with, again, go back to corporate, have benefits, have, <laughs> have, have stability in corporate because that way you don't get to choose your clients. But if you're going to be on your own, you get to be super picky about who comes into your space, like really picky. They right. get to be in alignment with what you, with your own core values. You get to share some of those similarities. Otherwise, it's going to be miserable and nobody wins. You know, it's kind of like um, the hip senior directory. You know, not everybody's going to be in the hip senior directory. Somebody actually compared me to Google one day and said, well, you're not Google. You're right. I'm not Google. And I laid out reasons. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be Google. We, we, you know, we keep our thumb on the pulse of our business. We, we know exactly who's in it, what each business is yeah. doing and how we can help them grow uh, within their space. So why would I want to be Google? You know, right. Google doesn't know who's in their directory or in, and yeah. you know, they, they don't know what's going on. They don't know or control whether there's someone's a spammer or a scammer or anything like right. that. I do. I know exactly right. what's going on with it. So it's You're kind not of, for the masses. Yeah, right. Exactly. You're for your people. I serve a niche market, and that's senior citizens starting at the age of 55 and plus. While we're at it, if you're offended by me saying senior citizen, tough. There are years and years and years that people work to get that title senior, okay? Senior developer, senior yeah. marketer, senior, you know, director of operations, whatever the case may be. It's a positive thing, people. It's a, you know, we work hard to get there and it's a great, wonderful title. And why America is so derogatory upon the word senior, I have no idea. Um, but uh, that's just part of, that gets to be part of your brand then. You get yeah. to educate people saying, this is what it means and this is what it doesn't. Because yeah. you're right, there's a lot of extra baggage. There's a lot of connotation with senior. And I, I mean, some of my clients are 60, 70 and they're starting businesses. Of course, the number is it's just a number, you know, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Why? It doesn't mean like your age is not an indication of how you feel. Your age is not an indication of your ability to do something that you really, really love. So let go of that. Let go of that number that whatever it is that means to you, stop it. it the just problem means is, you know, the problem with that is, though, that so many millennials and I'm not cracking on millennials at all, but millennials aren't seeing seniors um, in these lights. And we need to make sure that marketing gets out there that starts showing everybody that, you know, 70 is the new 50 and 50 is the new 30 and that we're out there doing things and being vibrant and being hip and living life and starting businesses. <laughs> and we're still part of the conversation, even at the age of 50 or 70 or 90, no matter what your age is, that you're still out there doing it. And if it means you're starting um, a passion project. If you're starting a new business and you want to do that, do it. It doesn't yeah. matter how old you are. If you want to do it, just do it. No, no. Thinking that you get to just go sit on the couch and, and watch the rest of the life happen. It's such a, I don't know, 2000 kind of a way to talk. It's a, it's yeah. a 2002 way of thinking, you know, 
That's just not how it works anymore. And you're welcome to, if that's, if that's what makes you happy and that's what drives you, fabulous. But I, and maybe it's just because I have an issue with authority. It's why I'm an entrepreneur because I can't handle authority. But why would you allow somebody else to say, well, sorry, you're 56. I know yesterday you were totally capable of doing all the things, but today you're not. Sorry. What a crock. <laughs> that is a crock. That is completely a crock. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you there. You and I are like, you know, sisters from a different mother because um, <laughs> I, I'm the same way. I tell people that I have to own my own business if I want to have money coming in to pay the bills because I'm such a crummy employee any other way. Um, <laughs> and, and I brought that up to my mom and my mom said, you know, Marion, you've been this way your whole entire life. And I'm like, well, you could have told me this when I was younger. You know, I, if I've been grabbing a hold and going after that dream from a much younger age and, and really felt confident in that, in that mission of that, then, and felt like, I always felt like I was an outlier. Like, you know, I, I stink at being an employee. I am horrible at it. Um, I hate the Monday through Friday, nine to five grind. I hate being in traffic, worried that I'm going to be written up for being late right. to work. I, I hate all of that stuff combined. And when I started embracing all that and saying, you know what, I'm really good at being self-employed and I need to um, just, just, just really go for it. If when I got past that fear of failure, that's when things started really taking off for me. And I think that if seniors can get past that, if they can get out of the mindset that things have to be like they were when they worked for a corporation, yeah. We had an interview oh. with Ron Rollins, who just recently retired, and he's he retired during COVID. Oh, nice. Yeah. And he had all these aspirations of, oh, well, I'm going to go have lunch with my friend and I haven't seen them for a while and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. He's been sitting at home, you know, kind of doing nothing because COVID. And I asked him, I said, are you ever going to start a business? And he said, I don't know, maybe. The one part of his job was he was editor part of part of the paper. And then he also had a radio show and he said, I really miss talking to the people and doing that and stuff. And I said, well, maybe you need to create a podcast. There we go. That's perfect. You know, what a way to tap into something that brings you joy. Right. I mean, life is too short to be miserable. Yeah. Ever since I started my business, it's been almost 15 years now. I have told people it has to bring me joy and money or I'm not doing it. Yeah. Like I just, I have no use for it. I really don't. It's got to bring me both of those. That's why, like, I look through my client list. I'm like, I love everybody I work with because I refuse to take on the people who I don't adore. <laughs> it's too short. Life is too short to be working with people who are twerps. Or living with. Uh, this is true, too. This is true, too. Totally different. Totally different podcast. <laughs> but yeah, you know, life, life is short. And if, and like you said, if we're not loving what we're doing, then, then why do it? You know, I tell people I got divorced because I didn't want to be miserable the rest of my life. You know, um, I, I walk away from relationships that don't bring me joy. And that, um, often is business relationships as well. If, if you're always fussing at me and hollering at me, downgrading the name of my business or anything, just because it has the word senior in it, guess what? You and I aren't going to get along that well. You're not That's my people. Okay. Not everybody has bless to bless and release. No, just bless and release. They're not your people, yeah. right? You got to figure twenty-five percent of the people are going to love you, and twenty-five percent of the people are going to hate you, and the people in the middle haven't decided yet. So, like, it there's too much to focus on and too much joy out there to create to work with people who you have to who you have to convince 
that it's worth doing. And especially if they're the people who you have to hide too much of who you really are to make that relationship work, it's time to bless and release. It's time to fire them, kick up the curb, whatever phrase you want to use, it's done because they're, they are making you hide who you really are. And that is a travesty, not just for you, but for the people you are meant to serve. I love that. I absolutely love that. Amber, thank you so much for sharing your message on that today. And um, I, I hope we can have some more conversations like this and, and be able to help more people. Um, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you if they want to learn more about working with you? There are a couple different ways. And here's here's the really easy one. Call me. That's right. um, my number is 801-427-6034. Because there's no reason we should connect on a surface level. Like, let's get connected for realsies. You can also email me. It's amber at yourbrandbydesign.com. That's what this world is about, is true connections and being able to do business together and through each other. So reach out. Let's connect for reals. I love, I love, I love that. I remember when uh, we were both... Um, connected through Carol Dockham with um, uh -huh. faces going places. And one of my favorite days was when you put out there and said, Hey, this is my phone number. Connect with me, you know? Yeah. And, and <laughs> I don't know how many people actually texted you, but I did. I'm surprised at the ones who do. And really they're the ones that I'm like, if this isn't comfortable for you to reach out phone or email, you're probably not my people yet. And that's okay. But wait, if you are, if you're ready to be connected, let's do this now. There's no reason to like, Let's go be friends on Facebook first. Let's go, you know, do, to go through all the back doors. Direct. Here I am. Let's do this. <laughs> it's kind of like blind dating. Just get out there and do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Put yourself out there. All right, Amber, take care. And we will talk to you soon, I hope. Thank you so much, Marianne. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us.